listening to the Power Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm really, really excited to reconnect with this gentleman. Well, you're going to obviously see why here in a second because he's amazing. But Ryan Nasser is the millionaire monk. So talk about treading in between both worlds. We talk about that a lot on this podcast about how we're really blending in the kind of the practical, the real, the businessy pieces with the consciousness pieces and the magic that gets created in that interspace. And so please join me in welcoming Ryan to the show. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you very much, Tonya. I'm excited to be here from Australia. And yeah, just feeling the good vibes and very grateful, very appreciative to hold space with you today. Very cool. Well, and we love you folks there out of Australia. I know that actually I met you and Brock at the same time, didn't I? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck's amazing. And that was a great event. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was magical. Yeah, big shout out to Roussel, one of our net members who connected us all there in that space. That was a really magical evening. Well, let's get started. Let's jump in and ask you, what are your superpowers? (laughs) Yeah, awesome. One of the things when I reflected on that question was I've noticed I have this ability to, you know, talk about something that maybe is a little bit different. And I noticed when I like download a book or a product, like when I purchase it, I don't even really need to read it or go over it. And it's like, I just download all that information and I'm just already doing it. So if I download something around email marketing, it's all of a sudden it's like, I'm just doing that thing already. It seems to work better when I actually purchase the program or purchase the thing, but it's like, I don't even really need to study. It's like an automatic, I get the energy of it and I find that I can tap into that person's consciousness or field and that is just expressing through me organically and naturally. So that's been a really great, I suppose a little hack, but you know, there's things like with my Qigong practice, obviously healing, kind of like reading minds, tapping into universal insights that are just, you know, outside of my own consciousness or the field that I'm tapping into as well. Yeah. And I think like my ability to drop into emptiness to transform or shift energy in any space that I'm in has got me out of some really intense situations. I used to live in China, training martial arts full time and my ability to transform very heated situations. If they, they don't seem to arise in my field anymore, but when they do, I've got an ability to just, just like magic, you know, shift the consciousness and the energy of the space to bring like a harmony and peace. And I found that that's been, yeah, one of my magic powers that I'm not even, it just happens around me now. I'm not actually trying to do anything. These magical things just seem to self-organize around me. And um, it's just nice to sit back and be grateful for it and appreciate the flow. Wow, that's very cool. So that technique you're talking about, I actually interviewed my husband, Justin, who you also met on, we call it intelligence transference. And what's really cool is one of the things we're fascinated with here at Superpower Experts is how to take like level one superpowers and then challenge ourselves like, okay, what would a level two be? What would a level three be? And so what we're seeing with intelligence transference is that impact that you're able to do for yourself the level two of that would be to be able to take that and actually give it to somebody else without first synthesizing it in yourself, but really, truly just being able to take information from over here and move it somewhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd imagine you're already starting to do some of that. And so I love to call those things out and to say, hey, let me tell you, this has a name, like this is what you're doing, because then it starts to make it normalized in our society, you know, and more and more and more people then can access it. So I love that you were talking about that. And I love that we actually have a name for it. 
Yeah, I think that's so cool. Another thing too is being able to, to tap into that, whatever that thing is and transmit it into anyone or anything. What I'm so excited about is because, you know, like I just love you and what you're standing for is because you're normalizing all these capacities that even I've noticed in myself that we just seem to play down or we don't even have the conversations about it. So this is just opening up so much more for me right now. And I'm going, oh, wait up, there's this and there's that. <laughs> there's all these other things. So I'm just very grateful. And I think that's awesome what you're doing. So yeah, just this ability to, it doesn't matter what it is, but I can transfer that energy and actually transmit it because I live with all these different masters. So I learn how to transmit. So whatever the thing is that I want to transmit to someone, it just happens with touch, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it just across particularly if the person's willing and ready to receive it then there's just an an ease and it might just happen when you're in my field like those potentials will start to activate in people's worlds whatever that is and for me it's like activating everyone's unique consciousness and sort of potential whatever those magical qualities are and hopefully on this call just as a result of that people go home and start noticing of their unique potential and capacity starting to awake and align within themselves just because they're in our field so that would be my intention or or wish you know, for the audience to really like be aware of that. What after this call is starting to activate or awaken within you, that is kind of cool. And then really just acknowledge that and then play with it, you know, be one with it and just be curious, just like a child is and see how that unfolds within you. And then, yeah, use it for whatever good you want to create in the world. I love that. And it really taps into the whole premise behind the net, the network of evolutionary transformation is our membership base. And that's exactly what I tell people when we come together with the intentionality of altering consciousness or moving the world forward or however we want to phrase it exponentially, we're more powerful. And so it's like one plus one equals 50 and 50 plus 50 equals 5,000. But it's, it's operating off of principles that have been talked about forever. You know, even Jesus said, where two or more of you gather in my name, there also will I be. And it's like, It's just as simple as that. And so I love the fact that you're noticing that when people come into your field, there's that impact. But look at what we can do when two of us come together or when five of us come together with that set intentionality. It absolutely does start to alter things. And I field a lot of questions around, well, you know, are superpowers really real or aren't you just making all this stuff up? And the way I handle that is we're always making it up. Like, like you're, you're creating whatever you want anyway, so you might as well be conscious of it and you might as well choose something that sounds fun as opposed to the opposite. And at the end of the day, let's say I am wrong and we all drank the Kool-Aid and we all kind of got sold this bill of goods. The worst at the end of the day that could possibly happen is we led a really fun life. So I'm like, there's really no downside. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you 100%. And I think one of the, the worst things we can do or what we do usually when we transfer into adulthood and the constructs of society and everything are pushed down on us is we just shut off our imagination, you know? And I think like being able to just always know that that's there and to enjoy just our imagination for what it is and what it can create and what it can generate in our life is just such a, I mean, it's there and whatever you want to imagine, it starts to show up in your life. And um, I just think like, yeah, dare to imagine exactly whatever it is that you want and align your emotions with that image and frequency. Be one with what it is that you want to create and then surround yourself with like-minded people like yourself. And those things just start to show up. Those experiences are very real. I mean, you know, this is basic stuff, but it, it always comes back to the basics. And, you know, we create whatever we want and our environment definitely stimulates our potency and our magic and, and what we can manifest and actualize in our lives. So it just makes sense to align yourself with people that are supportive, that want to 
contribute to what your purpose is or your vision is, want to help elevate you to your highest potential. So even if it doesn't work, it's just more intelligent to be with people that are like that anyway, because you're going to live a happy life. You're going to live a joyful life. And that's just going to activate so much more of your human potential, you know? So yeah, I'm just hundred percent for it. And, you know, I just think it is totally normal. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember growing up as a child and there was a moment where I was about six years old and I was sitting in my mum's room and uh, I was thinking about a banana and this is like I don't even know why this conversation's come up but this banana manifested in my hand and I remember just going out and telling the family about what just happened I had this banana and they just didn't acknowledge it or recognize it <laughs> at all you know? and, uh, and, and yeah and I think at that time part of my potency was a little bit like you know I think I was lucky where I didn't take criticism or judgment too harsh. I just didn't, I just didn't get it. But yeah, I think like if your children are like tapping into some of these qualities, then just encourage it. And even if you don't understand it, just allow it to be, you know, and allow them to channel their natural genius into what they can actually do and create in the world. I grew up in a small town, so I can sort of understand why that'd be a little bit like, you sure that actually happened? I remember used to see entities and beings when I was younger. And I remember tapping into a deep meditation when I was 11 because I was talking to people about what I'm seeing, but I guess they knew it was real. They didn't really want to acknowledge it because how do you, mm-hmm. at least when the area that I grew up. So I went into this deep meditation and I just turned that off, that switch off and done a lot of work to reawaken that. But then it's really based around what you want in your life. What do you want to create? What do you want to see more of? And if you if you don't want to see something, turn it off. And if you do want to see something more, then, then turn it on. But always have integrity and always nurture your awareness around your gifts and what you want to generate and create in the world so you can then go out and generate and create exactly what you want. I love that so much. There's so much synergy there. And, and I, you know, I remember the distinct moments in time when I turned it off or turned it down. And to I'm just really grateful to be in a spot where, you know, enough people are willing to play, you know, and I said that when I, when I built this model, I said, I really selfishly just want more people to play with in this space. And I'm starting to see that happen in droves now. And it's so super exciting, but it takes some of us. And I'm speaking to all of you who are listening because the people that we attract are the ones who are doing it first in their environment. So it's important that you know that while you feel alone and you don't see the roadmap and you're not real sure what you're doing and you're not even sure if it's possible, you are alone on your path. You're the only one who can really walk your own path. But, you know, look to your left and look to your right and know who your allies are because you are supported and there are others doing what you're doing. They're just not doing it in the same way and perhaps not where you are. That's going to change. Like we're all creating social proof around these concepts. And as we do that more and more, people converge into those spaces. But for now, it's taking some of us pioneering that and being the weird person in their group and always the one that's pushing the envelope and always the one who's saying, yeah, but maybe this is possible. You know, those are our peeps, but we can support you in that. Well, I also want to call out something, Ryan, you mentioned kind of as an aside said, you know, this is basic information. And I'm so glad that you said that it is the most basic of information because it's the most natural place for us to exist. The challenge is, it seems like we all kind of go through this process of, you know, being totally unaware, then being hyper aware, and then being just being. And when you get to that just being part, it feels very similar to where you started, but it's in wisdom. Now it's in knowingness. But in that hyper aware space, we really want things to be 
super complex and mystical and magical. And, and we want our guides and we want these beings to come and appear to us and tell us this information. We want to channel, we want to look at the universe and see all of these different aspects and elements and talk about UFOs and whether or not other beings exist. And then at the end of the day, you kind of get to a space where you're like, well, of course they do. Like, how could they not? And, you know, and it just is, there's no more drama around it. Now it's just how do you choose to play with that information? And I think a lot of folks hit that spot and get really disenchanted. They get a little let down or they feel like there should be this big climax that occurs and I know that we attract a lot of folks sitting in that place, like they're waiting for, you know, the gates to open up and angels to sing hallelujah and, and, and announce that they've arrived. But really what happens is you realize you were there all along and it's very mm -hmm. anticlimactic. But I'm telling you folks, the beauty really starts on the other side of that. Getting okay in the fact that it just is, is when you really start to create the magic. So stay the path, stay the course. Look at those pieces of apathy and indifference and sadness that come up in you and kind of a letdown. Own that and then ask what's next. Then ask, what can I do with it? What was the purpose or how did I get here? What did I want to do with it? What do I choose? Because I think, Ryan, for folks like us, like who have kind of experienced that move beyond it, it's important for us to say, hey, look, there's something on the other side of it. Because I know that would have been really, really nice when I got there. <laughs> I would have really liked for somebody to say, oh, guess what? You know, and for whatever reason, I just choose to be the one that perseveres through that without that kind of guidance on the other side. But I think a lot of people won't move through it without those affirmations. Yeah, definitely. I think what's important on that as well is just to let go of any expectation you have around it. And then you're going to generate and create so much more because then there's no limitation that you're putting into the field or the universe, whatever language you want to use. You know, if you're at that stage or whatever stage, just be okay with whatever's going on, you know, and um, standard sort of Buddhist belief as well, you know, just be okay with what is. And but then let go of that construct or that limitation or that expectation that something should happen because then that's kind of like a limitation in itself and just learn to surrender and be okay with what is and I think another thing that came up too is just regardless of whatever level you're at just really work on your you know everyone works on their appreciation for what is right now you're only going to magnetize more of it or just enjoy what is it doesn't need to be anything more or less than what's going on and when we find that space that's where the magic starts to show up because we just mm -hmm. don't have patient and it's just it feels really light and it doesn't really matter what happens you know like it doesn't really matter even if a, a situation seems like for me I look back and I think everyone is the same you look back at the moments that were challenging or hard and they're the best moments that are ever there so now when it happens for me it's like I'm just really grateful and I'm sort of like cool what is this generating for me now that I'm not even mm -hmm. aware of and it just, I think, you know, after a while we let go of the labels and we just enjoy just being, and that just enables more space for everything to show up because there's no, we're not trying to tell the universe what we want, even though I know that we want to sort of like predict and create what we want, but there's also the paradox and just allowing things to be so things can just show up organically and just trust that there's this universal flow or this guidance and sometimes just keep letting go until you're aligned with that and once you're in line with that you'll feel like a flow of energy come through and you're like wow i'm in the magic right now and it may pass remember the first time for me it passed quickly but i it, all you want is the taste of that and just <laughs> that's the beginning you know and then yeah. whenever that shows up again i want to be more aware and i'll be more present to it and again don't have that attachment and just kind of like flirt with the idea or be an invitation to it 
And then the more that you're in that space, you're noticing that you generate. And sometimes it might feel like your life is falling apart, but if you haven't been living in your truth and all of a sudden you're aligning with it and, and it just feels like everything's falling, be okay with that because often that's falling into a greater foundation. And um, that's totally okay. It might mean friendships get erupted a little bit. It might mean that uh, you might lose some things in your life, but if it wasn't aligned with where you're meant to be, then you've got to trust that something higher is manifesting for you and be okay to let go. It's, it's hard to let go of the ego and our plans and what we want to create. But I tell you, when, when you do, the ego is such a small part of who we are. And if we can surrender that ego, a greater flow of energy comes through us and then things do self-organize and a greater plan will arrive. But we've got to be willing to have that courage to just let go a little bit more sometimes. It's a paradox. <laughs> generate what we create it but there's also we need to be willing to let go of it as well yeah i call it you know playing 100 percent all in and being 100 percent detached simultaneously (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a definite art but it's funny because i advise a lot of folks who are you know new to the entrepreneur game or starting a new venture you know and i'm like you know enjoy it like you never get the startup phase back again for that particular business. Like it, it's like dating, like you never get another first kiss with that person. And I'm learning, you know, when both of our businesses are in this kind of emerging space at this point in time, this growth phase. And it's like, you know, you kind of wistfully look back like, wow, a startup was fun. Like this, this, not that these aren't fun phases, but they're just different. And, you know, sometimes I know that for me in particular, a lot of times I don't appreciate something until I'm on the other side of it. And I'm working at appreciating it more in the moment. And that's why I give that guidance is like, you know, it may be hard and it may be rocky and you may not know exactly what you're doing, but enjoy that part of the process. Like that's the magical, like, what do I want to create here kind of phase of things. And you can really have that in everything when you look at it from that perspective. And I like that you're mentioning, I know you said the self-organizing piece of the universe prior to the recording you and I talked a little bit and found synergy and I just want to plant a little bit of a seed because I I really do want to have you back on the call I want to flesh this out even more but I I want to identify for people um, I talk a lot on this show about the abstract frequencies and where you know the material world frequencies match up and, and if you stay in that abstract if you can really embody it then the material world frequencies like money and relationships and business and stuff really have no choice but to kind of meet you in that space. And Ryan and I discovered that in the, is it Qigong philosophy or did you pull it from somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, Qigong. Like I lived in China and uh, I think I was there for seven years and four years of that was like full-time training, living with, you know, monks, Taoist masters, Shaolin monks. And uh, yeah, I was practicing in Australia before something awakened in me and I was just like, I had to follow that. I just knew that. I'd regret it if I didn't. And it was, you know, I literally sold my house and I had all the things that society said that we need. And I was 25. I was kind of like, I guess, successful. I had my house, had this amazing career. I was doing very well at it. And, you know, I had the girlfriend, I had the picture, but and I was like, had the game plan, you know, my property portfolio was built. And then through Qigong, I woken something up and they so deep that it was like, this material stuff does not matter. Like, I've got to go follow this. And so, yeah, I ended up selling my house to support my training and everything while I was over there. And yeah, Qigong for me, everyone will find their own way. But for me, that's been something that's awoken a relationship with the universe that's been really, really deep, very, very meaningful. And it's enabled me to relate with all things because we're, we're all one. Like, and that energy work or, and, or energy mastery or that connection to that that expresses through me just allows me to have a greater synergy 
with all things, you know, and um, enables me to see like the good and the bad and the bad and the good and, and just like not have to even worry about whatever that is, you know, let go of the label and just, just enjoy life. Like I really feel if I was at the end of my life, at least at this level, and if someone asked me, you know, what's the secret, what, you know, I would say just enjoy the good and the bad equally because it's really just all the same and don't get caught up in the label of it. Just enjoy life. And I think that is, you know, it's just, it's kind of basic, but it's something that everyone, we get caught up in everyone else's ideals and what we should be doing. And we lost the connection to self. So we start to stray away from our own knowing and our own truth and it gets diluted in society's, I suppose, dogma or whatever you, whatever you want to call it, but fine, just come back home to who you already are and your destiny will be revealed, your purpose will be revealed and it's always changing and evolving as well. Like, it's not like, I feel like I've, I'm there some days, but then other days I'm like, okay, it looks like it's just another layer that I've removed and being okay with that transformation, that shift within, you know, if you're at the very beginning, just enjoy the journey and reach out to people like Tonya and, and, you know, just know that there's people out there to support you with your journey as, as you grow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I really, I really love the synergy and all of that. And just the peacefulness of when you start to describe it. Uh, I know for me, my journey wasn't that peaceful at times. You know, it felt very agitated. I felt very pulled. I even talk about that, that I just had this like sense of urgency to get somewhere at a particular moment in time. And that's really what drove me. For me, it wasn't until I got there, whatever that mystical, magical there was, that I finally realized that I'd gotten there. And I talk a lot about, you know, climbing up your mountain as you're trying to, you know, the hero's journey and mastering your own personal power. And then as you get closer and closer to the top, that's when people start asking, well, you know, what now? Like, what's after this? And that's when, in my opinion, the superpower conversation really gets to unfold. And how are you going to use that journey that you went on out in the world. And then we start kind of walking back down off the mountain on the other side and come to do the work. But the tools that we gain in that journey are what enable us to go back out into the world and and do our work and be in the world, but not of it. Because otherwise, if you don't do that journey, you know, you're trying to operate in the world and you get consumed by it. And so it really is part of the process. So for those of you listening, if you don't feel like you're always at peace with that and surrendering to that, you know, know that, you know, I didn't always either. Like the journey felt very agitating at moments. And I know now that that's because that's what I respond to. You know, things are fine. If things are good, like I don't really move. Like it's just not, I'm not that intrinsically motivated. Um, If things are great to take action, um, that's why a lot of us use money as a catalyst in this lifetime is like if, if you had achieved financial freedom and wealth early on, you probably wouldn't have persevered to discover things about yourself. And if that's true of you, just own that and know that that's just a tool that you use to kind of nudge you in the right direction at times. But I love incorporating what Ryan's talking about because in retrospect, it could have been easy. Like it could have been smooth and surrendering and free flowing. I just chose not to make it that, but it's always choice. You know, you can go about it that way. If that resonates with you to really ask, okay, how can I do this in ease and grace? You know, how can I have this unfold a little bit more gently than what it feels like it's unfolding now? And and there are all kinds of different ways to go through that. So thanks for that insight. um, I just want to say too, like, I don't want to lead the audience into thinking that I haven't had challenging times. I think my piece is in that I've had some really challenging times. <laughs> it's been very hard, but I'm, I'm always looking to how I can be more relaxed under pressure and more aware of myself. And for me, that's been Qigong, like in some of the training in that. But like, yeah, 
I just want everyone to know that I'm so grateful for all of those challenges and all those hardships. And, and also when, if you're in a startup and you're, you're just starting to break through, know that you are going to receive some judgment and you are going to receive, but after a while you get to a point where you've received so much of that. And it's the greatest gift ever because it just drives you more into who you actually are and what you want to create in the world. So don't be discouraged from it. Understand that it's just a process. It's just a cycle, much like a seed, but it has to break before it actually grows. And yeah, just know that that's some of the greatest lessons that you'll ever get. Sometimes the praise is can maybe misguide us in some ways as well, you know, and um, mm-hmm. some judgment is like a beautiful way of just self-reflecting, but don't take it personally, just like receive it and see if there's something in there that we can take away from it, be grateful for it. And if you have to disconnect or disalign with that, wherever that's coming from, then, you know, so be it. But I think after a while, if you're trying to dodge it all the time, then you're not going to generate your magical powers and be the potency that you can actually be. So, you know, if people are going through those moments, eventually you just reach a point where you're like, it doesn't even really matter anyway, what anyone does anymore. Like I'm, I'm so free <laughs> from that and, and uh, you can just get on with really creating what you truly want. So I think mm-hmm. that's you for some people out there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Justin and I are reading right now, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it is, I mean, <laughs> this guy's hilarious. And it, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, he's, he's edgy and, and purposely so. But a lot of it really resonates. And I'm, you know, I use it as I reflect on, on the journey up to this point. And you, and you have those moments where you seek the affirmations and you seek the accolades and, and, and you're looking for just that, yes, keep going, keep going. And then you have those moments of like, you know what, forget you all. Like, I'm going to do it anyway. Like, you know, and you really <laughs> kind of waffle back and forth. And I think it just builds our conviction and allows us to break open new ground. You know, if, if we were waiting for everybody to agree with us, nothing new would get created. And so it's really magical. Well, Ryan, I, as always, I really enjoy having you on the show and I, and I am going to invite you back to, I, I want to see where the overlaps are on the information that I receive and how I synthesize it with some of the practices and, and techniques that you've come up with. I think there's magic in exploring that together. So that invitation is open, but I, I also know that a lot of people want to know now where to find out more about you and, and how they can perhaps work with you. So where can we send them? Yeah, sure. I think maybe the the fastest way or the most easiest way is um, just through Facebook. Um, I've got the Millionaire Monk Facebook page. And I've also got a free seven-day empowerment and flow challenge, which I've created a Qigong practice that goes for 20 minutes and there's seven other lessons. Just a short, little, potent, powerful taste of some of the work that I do. And if it resonates with you, great. And if it doesn't, that's cool too. You know, like it's, we all have choice and it's just <laughs> a patient for something different, something greater. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And to uh, all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. So thank you for listening and big thanks to Ryan for joining us today. Tanya, thank you so much. I really appreciate hanging out with you, being in this space. And it's beautiful to have these conversations and, you know, place them in, in the hearts of minds of different people in the world. Thank you so much. I love that. Absolutely. And so until next time, everyone go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Power Up Podcast. Go now to the Power Up page at personalpowerexperts.com and tell us how you live in your power. And remember, we're all more powerful together. Together.